Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello everyone. Okay, so have you been confused by all of the changes on social media? I mean, every time we come on to the Facebook or Instagram platform, it's like it's always changing. So if that's you, if you wanna know about the changes that's happening in social media, you're in the right place. And if you want to know about all of the things that you need to know to get your courage up to do live video, you're in the right place. <laughs> so at first, I'm going to just talk about some stats that you should know. So we're going to talk about what are some of the, the changes. And it's true. Like I sent out an email this morning saying, how many times have you been there where you are about to press the live button? You're like, that's it. I'm going to do a video. And then you think, I don't know what to say. What if I look silly? What if I freeze? Just all the what ifs. And then you don't, right? How many times have we thought about that? And there, I just spoke at a conference for the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals. And I asked the audience and almost every hand went up. Yes, I get scared to do live video, right? It can be intimidating. And there are many well-known celebrities such as Barbara Streisand and Adele that have spoken publicly about their stage fright and how even still Adele says that she can sometimes even will physically get sick before she goes live. So a lot of people get it. Yes, live. I talked about this in terms of the fear of judgment. I'm going to give you some stats that hopefully will get you over this fear. So the first one is that viewers are 95% more likely to remember a call to action when watching a video. So for example, if you say to the viewers to visit my website to book an appointment, that's, that's considered a call to action, or message me if you have any questions about my services, right? We're all beauty professionals here. So if you say that, they're more likely to remember the action that you're wanting them to follow through on, and they're more likely to do it as well. Jenny says she felt silly and she didn't know where to look. So I usually say to just look at that little hole, the little camera hole, and pretend like you're talking to your best friend. It's easy to kind of look at the screen, which looks a little bit different, but if you look at the camera hole, that's better. Yeah, a lot of times if you're doing a promotion, like you're picking a contest winner, then, then you kind of have to go live, and that can be easier to do that. But so that's a great start. Remember that when people see you on video, they are going to have a deeper connection, right? So if I tell you, if you read a story about me and my kids having some fun 
like maybe at the playground. If you read it in the written word, you might get some of the emotion behind it, right? You might understand it. But if you see a picture of it, now you have a little bit more of a connection to it. But if you see a video of it, and maybe even there's some like music that's playing that's uplifting, or you hear my kids giggling, or um, you just hear the tone of my voice, you are more likely to feel something emotionally from it. So video doesn't always have to be live video. You can create videos, and there are more apps than ever apps to help you actually create video for your business. So you'll have more of a connection and we can connect easier with our audience. Here's one of the things that I think is actually true today that buyers are more skeptical of advertisement, right? How many people would say, yep, that's me. You see an ad, it's like, it's not like we've seen it all before, but you, it takes a little bit longer to build a connection because there are so many crazy claims being made by different businesses out there. So when they come across us and they see, oh, she's you know advertising this beauty service, I wonder if she's good or not, they're a little bit like, I'm not sure if I trust her with my face, I'm not sure that she's the right um, artist for me. Like they might have all of those thoughts going on, right? But if they can build a connection with you, then they will start to get to know you and trust you and like you. And then it's more likely that they'll come in for a service and never underestimate what it takes to get someone to actually commit to buying your services. Right. And you've heard me probably say this statistic before. It used to be that it was, I think the saying was like seven touches that meaning that they would have to have seven interactions with your brand before they became a client. And now the statistic is 21. So that means 21 exposures to your brand before they become a client. Is that crazy or what? Right? So let me just see here. I'm going to read another statistic for you. Marketers get 66% more qualified leads per year. So can you believe that? So if you are doing video, if you are doing video, you are more likely to get 66% of qualified leads, right? And so that's huge. So that's like really upping your percentages of people that will actually come in for services, qualified buyers. That's what it is. So a lot of times people think, oh, I just need to run ads, right? And ads can be a hit or miss. I'm not against ads. I do ads but I think that you need to have your marketing message on point. You need to have your follow-up strategy. You really need to have a way to nurture those clients. It's highly unlikely that they're just going to see an ad for the first time. And, and this is an ad with cold traffic, meaning they've never heard of you before. And then they go to your website and book an appointment. <laughs> that rarely happens. You know, Maybe if they've been warmed up, maybe if they've been thinking about the idea for a while, that might happen. But usually it's going to take some time. Like we just said, 21 touches. But if you were doing video, in some ways you are repelling the people that are not your people, which is okay right? We don't want all of those, sometimes I call them tire kickers, right? People that are just coming in and and aren't really qualified, good clients. You want your dream ideal clients that value your services, that want to tell your friends, that, you know, just that aren't always looking for a discount, that really appreciate you. So here's another statistic for you. 
71% of Instagrammers follow brands. So that's a, a high percentage of people that are on Instagram. They are saying that they actually follow brands. And that means that if you're a brand, which I'm pretty sure most of you are, if you have a business, that means you need to be on Instagram. Confession time, I actually need to be doing more on Instagram. I've had my focus in other places. I always say you have 100%. And you can only do 100%. You know, you got to figure out what goes for your family and what goes for your business and so forth. And if you focus on six things, you don't have 600%. You only have, you can only give 20% here and maybe 10% there and maybe another 20% here, right? You have to figure out where your time is going to go. So Instagram, obviously, is another big one. And then I have another statistic for you. 60% of visitors visit a social media page before they go to a spa office. So, so a lot of times they just look you up, they check you out, right? Even if they've been to your website, they still, 60% of visitors visit the social media page before they actually go to the office or come into your spa. Is that crazy or what? Okay, here's another, another one for you. I'm just loading you up on all the stats. 54% of consumers say they want more video. They actually say that it's their favorite content to consume from brands. So again, even if you're just a solo entrepreneur, a solo beauty boss, the idea is that 54% say they want more video. They want to, again, hear from you. And I say this is where you can kind of educate them on your services. It's not enough to just show a before and after picture and think that that is going to build a connection. And it's not enough to just show that where people think, oh, I really see that she's the person I should go to, right? Oftentimes, we think that they'll be able to see the amazing transformation, or we think that they'll be able to see artistry in our skills. But the average consumer, they don't know that, right? They don't know the difference between a good artist or service provider and someone that's not so much. So here's some things that you need to know. The platform is changing, meaning social media and the two big dogs, Facebook and Instagram, they're always changing, right? Facebook owns Instagram and it is a business. They are in business to make money. So they're always changing up the platform. They're always improving. And we can get mad at that, but we can also say, hey, this is a smart business. We should always be improving and growing and trying to serve our, our clients even more. So here are some things that you'll see coming out on the platform. So I'm going to give you some updates and then I'll tell you some things to help you with a video. So here is the thing. The news feed is going to be changing. The look of the news feed. So that means when you log on to Facebook, and you pull up on your phone, you see that all of the things that are happening, all of what's happening with your friends and your businesses that you follow and ads and so forth, all of that is going to be changing. This is said that this is going to be the biggest change in the last five years. So the, the Facebook news feed was actually introduced in, I think it was like 2006. Before that, it, you know, it was just kind of random, but now... But when they introduced the newsfeed, that was saying, okay, you have said that you interact with these people. Like, for example, you might have 
let's just say on average, most people have at least a thousand people that they're following, or maybe you only have like 500 friends and family members and acquaintances, right? People that have friended you and you're like, okay, sure. So you have about 500 people that you're following on up to 5,000 on your personal profile. And Facebook says, how do they know what to show you? Well, they show you the content from the people that you connect with most, right? And so this is why it's super important for your clients to connect with your business page because as they connect with your business page, they'll see more of your post. The more they see of your post, the more touches you have, remember those 21 touches, and then the more likely they are to become clients. So it kind of just snowballs. It's a little bit of a slow snowball, but it does start to grow. Okay, so then the look of the newsfeed is all changing. So the newsfeed's not going away. There were some rumors that the newsfeed might go away, but it's not going away. But you'll see it's gonna be all white. Usually you see the blue border, it's gonna change, it's gonna be brighter. The top will be like your messenger, because Facebook also owns Messenger and WhatsApp and some of these other platforms that you might use. So you'll see all of that at the top. Your stories will still be up there and it's just gonna be more streamlined. So that's gonna be a big change. And with anytime they roll out new changes, and I think they've already rolled that out in a few countries. And I think it's in six different countries right now, but it's not in the US right yet. But as with any new changes, when they have new changes, guess what happens? There's gonna be some Works, meaning, you know, there's some glitches and there might be some downtime where people are like, oh, what's happening with the feed? So just know as they roll that out, it'll get better. So that's one of the biggest changes. Again, the other thing with that is that as more people come onto the platform, remember Facebook has 2 billion, with a B, 2 billion users. And I love this stat that the average Facebook user refreshes their Facebook feed 12 times a day. Okay, so that means people are logging on to Facebook 12 times a day. Seriously, 12 times a day. So they have so many more users and also advertisers, right? More advertisers are coming in and competition is getting tougher. So that means the price of ads is going to go up. The amount of space that we have is going to decrease. Yeah, I see some shocked faces going through, some emoji shocked faces. Right, so the amount of space is going to decrease, so that means our pictures will actually be smaller. I think they'll be about a third of the size, and usually when you make a post and you put the captions at the top, you get quite a few lines before you have to click the, you can write quite a few sentences before you can have to click the see more meaning before your audience would have to actually take the action and click see more. They're reducing that to only being, again, a smaller image and only three lines of text. So basically about three sentences before the audience has to click the see more. So what does that mean for you? That means we have to kind of grab their attention from the start because let's just say it, we're lazy. Y'all, we're lazy, okay? We, we like to scroll with our thumbs and we're kind of half watching and we're watching TV. We're, do, we're, we're multitasking all over the place. But that means that we don't want to actually take the action to click see more. So if you don't grab their attention, if your headline or if the top three lines of your copy doesn't really grab them, they are scrolling on to the next thing. So you kind of lost them. So 
basically it's just saying we have to step up our game, right? Okay, let me tell you about a few more changes. <laughs> your business page, okay? So you have your personal profile and your business page. Your business page, it has some neat features. So not only um, do you, can you do all of your advertising and then see what your clients are like responding to, what posts get the most likes. And so by doing that, by looking at all those kind of back of the house statistics, you know what to give your clients more of. Like maybe if you post a picture of your spa, does it get a lot more engagement, right? Or a picture of your treatment room, does that get a lot more engagement than just stock photo? Right. So you'll see those things and then, you know, okay, people want to see more of the behind the scenes. So I should do more of that. So the other thing is that the Facebook, your business page, there's going to be a little bit of a drop down menu and you can target certain groups. So you can actually segment your groups of people that watch. So for example, you might have people that have bought your services before and you put them. So those are your current customers, and then you have your potential clients, and you have them in two different groups. So maybe if you're running a promotion for an advanced procedure or a touch-up, and you just want to show that promotion to a certain audience, you just want to show that to new clients, and you don't want your existing clients to be like, hey, I want that deal, right? Something like that. You can actually just, you know, there'll be a little drop-down box so you can click it and target certain audiences. Audiences are when you segment groups of people that actually watch your, your videos, okay? So are you following that? Does that sound really good? That's super exciting. Exciting, yep. People love pictures of your family. Yes, and here's the thing. Sometimes we're shy about putting that up, right? I know I am. I, I've gotten a lot better, especially since Facebook rewards me by showing me memories of old pictures. And then I'm like, oh, be still in my heart when I see my kids when they were little. I mean, they're still little, but when I see them when they were like toddlers, and then I'm like, that makes me want to post more pictures of them just so that I'll see those memories down the road. Also in the fact that my phone is just getting maxed out. <laughs> But yes, but when you post pictures of your family or of yourself, that tends to get more engagement, right? We get so many comments. Those are the things that we usually kind of shy away from or are hesitant to post. Like we're like, oh, it's not a good picture of me. Or we think people don't want to see that, but they actually do, right? So yes, seeing what works and doing more of that, doubling down on what works. Okay. So let me tell you, if you haven't heard the big news on Instagram, this is one of the big changes. So we just talked about the Facebook algorithm and how the look of it's going to change. And also they've said that your post will get less reach. Yes, it does feel like it's going down, meaning that we're not getting as much exposure that we used to get for our brands. But again, like I said, that just means you have to just step it up and know that you're playing the long game, right? This isn't a get rich thing. It's about truly connecting with people and finding the right people that you want to work with. So we talked about the Facebook changes. Here's what's happening for Instagram. They are doing away with likes. So you won't see the likes on your post or the video views anymore. So the reason that they decided to do this is because people were doing some crazy things for likes. And so they also, Instagram started realizing that, you know, people just sometimes 
give it a heart or just like it. And there's not really any connection there. And one of the things that Mark Zuckerberg and the whole team have said is that they want more meaningful connections. So a few years ago, it was all about like Facebook was also a search platform and they're trying to compete with Google and YouTube, but now they've really changed it to more meaningful connections. You have to get more comments right so let me just explain just a moment do you kind of understand how the algorithm works an algorithm is like one of those mysterious like people are like i don't even know what algorithm means <laughs> so let me explain it for a moment so what happens is when you create a post whether it's a video or if it is just a post with like a stock photo or before and after picture or anything like that when you create that post then what Facebook does is an Instagram. What these platforms do is they'll send it out to about two to 3% of your audience, right? A small percentage, maybe it's like 10% of your audience, meaning the people that follow you or you're friends with, the people that you are connected to, okay? So if it's on your business page, that's gonna be people that like and follow you. And if it's on your personal profile, that's gonna be your friends, your connections, right? So say they send it out, and they notice that out of 100% that you get 20 people that respond to it, right? They're like, wow, that's a pretty good percentage. So that means that people either liked it or they commented. Now, of course, on Instagram, they can no longer like. So that means they have to comment on it, on the post, right? They have to actually write something down below. So if that happens, then what happens next is they say, okay, this, this is good content because Facebook and Instagram, they don't want to put out bad content, right? They want people to stay on the platform. The more people that are on the platform, the more positive interactions you're having with Facebook and Instagram, the more advertisers they can have. So the more money they can make, right? So here's the thing. So they show it to that small group of people. If it gets a lot of engagement, then they show it to another like 10% of your audience. If it continues to get engagement and if it continues to get interaction, then they'll show it to a lot of people, right? And so have you ever noticed like you have a post that you, you post a picture, maybe it's a picture of your face or your family. And then even like four days later, it's still getting people that are commenting on it. And you're like, that was days ago, right? So that is because Instagram and Facebook, they're still showing it to more people because that post got a lot of comments. Yes. So that's how that works, right? So it's interesting that when you have content that is good, again, means that we have to create more and more content that people want, then they will show it to more people. And here's the other thing about that is this is where I'm going to bring it back to video. Video, as you know, it's the most engagement, right? Video gets the most engagement because it's like we're having a conversation, right? I'm reading your comments. We're going back and forth. And so that should also be another reason to encourage you to do video. So let me also tell you that this statistic that 39% of viewers are more likely to finish the video with subtitles. I have it written wrong, that's why. So the viewers, 39% of them are usually more likely to finish if your video has subtitles. And that's because most people, and I've seen this percentage that 80 
90% of people watch a video if they're not watching it live. Remember, most of the video views happen on the replay. Most people watch it in the replay. They don't catch the video live. And therefore, a lot of times they're watching it at work or while they're doing other things. And so they have the sound off. So if you have subtitles, and there are some great apps. There's Rev. I think it's Rev.com is a nice app that you can use to put subtitles on your video. Clipomatic is a really good one, I think, I believe, for Instagram. One is called Quick, uh, Q-U-I-C-C. So instead of a K quick with two C's instead of a K at the end, dot IO. And you can just Google some other ones, but those are a few of the ways to put subtitles on your videos. So let's, so we said there's going to be no likes and you will not see the number of video views anymore on Instagram. And here's the other bad news is that Facebook is also saying that if your video or post or whatever you're creating is getting low engagement. So your post, this is going, this is still talking about Instagram. If the post gets low engagement, they will remove it from the Explorer page. Okay. So let me say that again. If you create a post and it gets low engagement, meaning again, people are not reacting to it. They will remove it from the Explorer page. Now remember, Explorer on Instagram is how your business gets found. So when people type in a common word like microblading and your area, and hopefully you've used that hashtag so that they can find your post, and then your video would pop up or your post would pop up in the Explorer area. So that is no longer the case. We can't rely on that. And of course, you know, if you are using Instagram, then you do want to use the hashtags, because that is how your business gets found, but you want to make sure that your hashtags are specific. So you don't want to just have a general hashtag like microblading. You want to have it, you know, microblading and the name of your city or permanent cosmetics and the name of your state. You also want to have your business name as a hashtag. Now, initially people are not searching for your business name, but after they've discovered you and then they want to see more posts from you, then you should have a few what we call branded hashtags. And those would be with your name, your business name, or maybe like, you know, a signature service or something like that that you offer. So you need to have those signature hashtags. And then you also want to use the popular hashtags that are not too popular. Again, like overly popular. Again, if using just microblading alone or just eyebrows, I mean, eyebrows probably has like 5 million hits, right? So 5 million hits on eyebrows means that you're probably not going to be seen with that hashtag. You'll be low, low on the list, unless you're like a Kardashian. So if you have a huge following, then maybe you're, and you use a general hashtag, you might come up higher on that list. But for most people, most small businesses, it is going to be that you need to use specific hashtags. So also let's talk about the thing about Instagram is that Instagram has the story feature, which is huge. Facebook basically, and Instagram copied that from Snapchat, the stories basically, that was Instagram's and Facebook's basically way to kind of get that audience. And the stories feature is huge. And then one of the reasons stories are so popular is because, have you heard of FOMO? FOMO is the fear of missing out. 
because stories go away, right? And that's what made Snapchat so intriguing that if you didn't see it, you missed it. And so people are doing more stories. In fact, here's a quote from Mark Zuckerberg, which is the owner and founder of Facebook and Instagram. He said, stories are on track to overtake posts in the feed as the most common way that people share across all social apps. So he's basically saying that the feed and your Instagram grid is no longer as popular. Now, I still think you need to have posts on your Instagram grid, but what is more powerful are stories. People are viewing stories 70% more than they're viewing the actual feed. So people are going to Instagram and sometimes even Facebook and just looking at the stories, just looking at the highlights, those 15 second quick clips, and they're like, yep, good, done. And not ever even looking at the feed. Yes, so true, right? So here's the thing. Now, a lot of people do not know this. I'll tell you, I did a podcast on this that I thought, you know, who I had that imposter syndrome, like who am I to be talking about Instagram because I don't have a ton of followers on Instagram. I've really like admitted confession. I have neglected my Instagram with my two businesses and my kids and my other things going on. Like I said, you only have a hundred percent and something's got to give. So even though I know the importance of Instagram and I know how to operate it, I've kind of ne neglected it, but I'm recommitting, I'm renewing my vows to Instagram <laughs> this fall. And, and I do find it to be an enjoyable platform. So the other thing is you don't have to have large audiences on Instagram to even have connections with clients, right? So here's the thing that it's not about being popular, right? You want to be profitable. You are a business. You don't want to be sell, selling and spamming. You do want to go there for social connections. It is social media, but I would rather a business be have less followers, but it's profitable because I have true connections with those followers than popular, right? In fact, there was a story um, that I just shared at the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals last week when I was speaking that there is an Instagram influencer that has two point five million followers. I mean, just take that in for a moment. 2.5 million followers. And she tried to sell a t-shirt and she could only sell 35 t-shirts. Do you know the statistics on that? Like I'm not even a statistics number person, but if you have 2.5 million followers and you can't even sell more than 35 t-shirts, that's not good. <laughs> So that's an example of being popular, but not profitable, right? You can't take likes to the bank. You can't cash in your followers and say, hmm, can I pay my bills with some followers? No, <laughs> you cannot pay bills with followers. I had someone say they tried to hashtag your blades and they couldn't. Actually, anybody can create a hashtag. That's why you'll see hashtags that are created that have nothing to do with anything. Meaning people will say like, hashtag my crazy life right? You just make sure you don't put any spaces. So they should be able to make a hashtag with the name of your blades. Absolutely. You should have hashtags for every product. If you're really trying to sell, you should have hashtags for almost every product and every service that you want to promote. Not every service that you do, but maybe like your top three services or your top three products that you're really wanting to promote. Okay. And so you should have those hashtags. And the other thing to know about hashtags, I'm going to come back to stories on hashtags in just a moment, but with your hashtags, 
that you want to switch those up. Okay, so don't always use the same ones. So there's this thing called shadow banning. And that's when, again, the algorithm is this artificial intelligence. If you think about it, it kind of follows your patterns. Just like you've heard of cookies on the internet when you go to Macy's website or Nordstrom's website and you see some great dress that you love and you click on it and read about it. And then you click away from that website and you start noticing that that dress advertisement follows you and you're like, oh, they're spying on me. Well, they're not really spying on you. They can't see you through your camera. But what they do know is that they have what's called cookies so they can follow you where what sites you're going to on the internet and they can actually track you in that way. And so the reason that that's important is because when you're thinking about your own business, it's great to target people in your audiences and retarget them. And the artificial intelligence knows, you know, what people are clicking on, what people are starting to like. And so the thing called the shadow ban is when you are using the same hashtags over and over and over, they can see that you are just kind of dialing it in, that you don't really mean it. And then you will get a shadow ban, which means that people will not see your content. You think your post is being seen, you can see it on your phone, but your audience is not seeing your post. So you wanna switch up your hashtags. You wanna use hashtags that are related to what you're posting. You know, the other day, it was a Saturday morning and it was raining and so I didn't get out till late. I like to jog in the morning and kind of meditate and podcast and do all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna be lazy this morning. Like I totally loved the rain and that just excuse to be lazy. I do a lot of air quotes, y'all. You'll just have to get over them. So that excuse to be lazy. And so I posted a picture, you know, of like this, the clouds when I got outside and I said something like, who loves an excuse to be lazy or something like that? And yes, that's about my life. And it's also about work. You don't have to hustle all the time. That's the way I'm talking to my audience in that way. And so I put a different type of hashtag on that. That was a story, by the way. And so you can put hashtags on stories. You can put hashtags on stories. I'm going to come back to that in just a moment. I want to read this. It says, is it better to have your post start in Instagram and then auto the post to Facebook or start in Facebook and auto Instagram? So a lot of people write start in Instagram and then share it to Facebook. The one thing about that is is that you do not want to put all of those hashtags on there. So we need hashtags because remember, hashtags are the way that people, your potential clients, find your business. So they find your business through the hashtags, but if you have all of those hashtags and then you put that to Facebook, it doesn't work because Facebook's, the hashtags don't work on Facebook and it just looks ugly on the picture. So the way to get around that is to make the post and then share it if you're going to do it that way. I would rather you do it that way than no way at all, right? I would rather you actually switch up your content. Like the ideal is to kind of, you know, repurpose to put something different on, you know, one platform on one day and something different there. And then you know, switch the days. That's like ideal, but who, nobody really has all that time. So if you're just going to share it, then after your post goes live on Instagram, then go back into your comments and put all of your hashtags in your comments. I got you back. I know a lot of people are like, what? Does that work? Yes, the hashtags can work in the comments. And 
Here's the other super ninja trick about that is it gets your comments going, right? So now you're getting engagement on your post, even though it's you commenting on your own post, but it still starts the engagement. So put those in your comments and here's what you need to know. So stories are shared and more popular than actual feed for Instagram and only your current followers see your stories. Okay, I'm going to say that again. So only the people that are currently following you actually see your stories. So that means that you have to put hashtags on your stories to be found by new audiences, by new potential clients. And that can be kind of tricky because hashtags are big and they take up a lot of room. So we talked about the importance of video. We talked about doing live video because the video will get more engagement, right? So video is going to get more engagement. Video gets six times the reach of a regular post. The more people see it, more people engage with it. And so therefore, again, it keeps snowballing it and more people see it. The other thing is videos in vertical do well and actually do better than videos in landscape. So it used to be that we would tell you, do your videos in landscape because we didn't like those two like black bars beside you and, and the landscape just made it look prettier like you were watching a movie. But now because they are you know cutting us off, they're giving us less real estate, they're giving us less space on Instagram and on Facebook in the newsfeed. They're making our posts and our pictures smaller and that means our videos too. So then it makes more sense to do your videos in vertical versus landscape, vertical view videos, right? And Instagram stories is already set up for vertical videos. But again, if you're doing your videos vertical in the news feed, that will also work for you. So I think we've covered a lot today. If you have any questions, because I think I've kind of been all over the place, this train was going in lots of different directions. <laughs> if you have questions on that, I think Again, what I wanted to emphasize today is I wanted to tell you about those updates for both platforms. It just means that we need to be smarter with our marketing. We need to be more intentional with the way we show up. You can't just dial it in. We want to always think about connecting with our clients, talking to our clients. What do they need to know to come in and get your services, right? What do they need to know to buy your products. Yes? Okay, good. So we talked about all of the statistics on why you should be doing video, and we talked about how to best utilize these platforms. And then also know that you'll see that one other change to tell you about is that there's gonna be some changes for groups. There's gonna be advertising that'll be coming into groups, meaning there'll be more ads for groups. Also, if you own a group, there's some things to know about owning a group in terms of if somebody leaves your group, they can take all of their content with them. So there'll be some changes that are happening to that, but that doesn't affect most of you. The other thing to know is that the platform is changing in terms of selling things. So this is, would also be important for you. You can actually sell your products on live video now so people can pay you. So they, they kind of took that from TikTok. TikTok is an app that is becoming very popular. It's mostly video. It used to be formally called Musical.ly. It's now called TikTok with a K, T-I-K-T-O-K. And so people can pay you while you're doing a live video. Uh, that's because Facebook has also introduced their cryptocurrency, right? So lots of changes that are coming. Again, you know that you're going to show up and 
with the intention to help your potential clients on their buying journey and to connect with them and for them to see the real value of you and the services you provide or the products that you sell and to help move them along and really have that connection. The last thing that I want to tell you is that in terms of advertising, that videos that are or posts that are boosted have lower conversion than if you actually go to the ad manager. So conversion meaning less actual sales than if by boosting a post than if you actually know what you're doing and have your go to the ads manager and have your targeting on point. The one thing I say before running any ads is you need to have your marketing message down. You need to have your targeting on point and otherwise you're just wasting money. So you're not wasting money. So these are really the updates that are happening to the big two platforms, Facebook and Instagram. Those are all of the updates that we'll be rolling out. And again, it just makes us show up in a new way and be better. And the other thing is, the big point I wanted to drive home is if you're not doing video, you're really missing out on this opportunity to, again, connect with your clients and reach more clients. And the other thing is that I know you've heard me say it because I'm on a mission to help beauty business owners have more income and more impact. And income is not a bad thing. You know, when you're making money, you can do more good in the world. So if you're not getting paid, if you're poor, you can't help others. You got to get paid. So income and impact and how to increase that and really show up as the go-to beauty professional in your area. And I do that with what I call my Amplify method. And that is taught inside my signature course, which is called Elevate. It used to be called Permanent Cosmetic Pioneers. It's now called Elevate. And that will be opening the doors in, I think it's like two weeks. I cannot believe it. So we only open it twice a year, but it is big. And you'll see all the success stories. So it's not just my theories. This is all based on real studies. You'll see all of the success stories of beauty business owners, permanent cosmetic artists that have grown their business and the way it really helped them stand out and get seen and get clients. But the other thing is I'm going to have a masterclass, which if you enjoy this masterclass and all of the value you will be blown away by my masterclass that's coming up and it's free. So it's a free masterclass to grow your business that will be coming up in about two weeks as well. Okay. So I'll have more information. It's how to be booked solid months in advance. This is a masterclass you do not want to miss. I'll be putting more information on my page. And also let me know in the comments if you, if you had an aha moment, write your gem, and also if you found some good value here. Thanks for being here. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about, and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.